I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Thursday, October the 12th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 949 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. And if you missed our first hour, you missed a really fun, fast-moving hour uh, as we had... uh, Paul Whittington on. We talked a little. Uh, we talked a lot of Carolina Hurricanes. Talked some Major League Baseball playoffs. Wrapped up uh, that first hour with NASCAR. And Paul is hanging out with us into our second hour here. Also sitting across from me right now, uh, the sales executive to the Stars. Who, by the way, I am now friends with your mom on Facebook. I saw that. It's very, that is very cool. I love that she referred to you as sales executive to the Stars. Did you yeah. see that for your birthday? Yeah, she did. I love that, dude. I love that. Hey, it's catching on. When you program something in people's brains, Brian, it tends to, and you've done a great job with that part of it. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, but staying hanging out with us here a couple of minutes into our second hour here is uh, Paul Whittington. He's on the Spence Automotive Guest Line right now. We uh, looked back at last week's uh, Roval race at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, we talked about the points race and all that. We have not talked about Las Vegas, which is the first race of this round of eight. And I uh, just want to get your thoughts on that, Paul. And uh, who are your favorites going into it? And by the way, I, it, you mentioned that about Almondinger. Not only did you mention Almondinger, you said don't be surprised if Kyle Busch races his way into the uh, into the round of eight, and he just about did that, dude. So I mean, you were two for two on that uh, your predictions last week, dude. Certainly tried. You know, we we certainly try to be really good at these predictions. Uh, Las Vegas is a great racetrack. Uh, it, it is one of, in my opinion, one of the better mile and a half racetracks that we go to. Um, but it is kind of cookie cutter, right? It's, it's very, very similar to the layout of Texas, very similar to the layout of Charlotte, very similar to the old layout of, of Atlanta. Uh, but this track just runs a little bit better, in my opinion. And maybe it's that, that dry desert air that just adds something a little extra to it. But uh, certainly a, a great racetrack and a great racetrack to, to start the round of eight uh, in, in a round where things are maybe a little cookie cutter. You know, we go to the mile and a half race this weekend at Las Vegas. We go to a very different mile and a half race next week at Homestead Miami Speedway before we finish things out on the, on the paperclip there at Martinsville on October 29th. Uh, So not as much track diversity in this, in this round of eight as we saw in the first two rounds of, of the playoffs. Some of the favorites this weekend uh, look no further than, then William Byron, who, who won the, the spring race here earlier this year back in March, uh, he's got one win at this racetrack. Uh, Joey Logano has a couple of wins at this racetrack, uh, three to be exact, winning this race one year ago to punch his ticket to to the round of four or to that championship round. So, uh, you know, you certainly expect the Penske cars to be fast this weekend. Certainly expect William Byron to continue uh, doing what he does on these mile-and-a-half racetracks. And, don't don't rule out a, a Kyle Larson or or even a Denny Hamlin to be fast this weekend. Well, very good. Hey, Why? Go ahead, go ahead, Jason. Paul, <clears throat> I understand Vegas and and NASCAR racing, but do you guys know that they're going to do an F one race? Oh, they're preparing it in That's Vegas. What... Yeah, they were paving when yeah. I was out there. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Like if there was something that See, I had never done that I would do. If I hadn't just gone to Vegas in September, I would go back in November because I think that's going to be nuts. Yeah, it's it's going to be nuts. Uh, I, I I think the Miami race has has been has been incredible. 
Um, things real quick, and and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Um, two two things that really bother me about F one. First of all, the race in Miami, they're freaking selling hats for like eighty dollars a piece. Yeah. Like, let's 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 be realistic here, Formula One. Number two, these fans, they drive me absolutely crazy because they think this is the this is the dominant form of racing in the world, and nothing is better than F1. I'm talking about the United States fans here. That NASCAR is stupid. F1 is the best. Do you know that like F1's uh, social media engagement has taken like a a sixty or seventy percent dip in the last like six months? And why is that? And it's be it, well. I, I'll tell you why. <laughs> it's because people are starting to get bored with the fact that Max Verstappen basically won the championship a month ago. He's won, I think it was 11 of the 15 races that they've run so far. And we're going to racetracks where there's not a single pass for the lead. He qualifies on the pole and he just runs away with it. And he's won, I think 11 of the 15 races that they've run this year. Wow. Couple so there, there is no, and there's like a month and a half left to go in the schedule. Right. And he is the champion, undisputed. Well, a couple things, and then I'll see you tomorrow. But <laughs> do you think, do you think for one minute that if NASCAR could get $80 a hat for any NASCAR driver, they wouldn't be charging it? Of course they would. No, no. Yes, they not would, Paul. Paul, come not on. That's not their demographic, Jason. The demographic for F1 is dynamically different. I understand. From the demographic that. I understand for, that, but it's it's marketplace. It's economics. If they could get NASCAR, if NASCAR, NASCAR could, could right get, now, NASCAR could right now charge for for their Craftsman Truck Series and Xfinity Series races. They could right now charge kids for tickets, and they don't because it's not their demographic. No, it, the demographic for F1 is wildly different from NASCAR. But, but I don't I, think you're saying I I'm, I'm, I'm actually, believe it or not, Paul, I'm on Jason's side on this. What he is saying is if they felt like they could get it, don't you think they would charge it? Maybe. Maybe, I guess. Paul, the thing about it is, is, is NASCAR and everything is so far down that they are, and they've lost so much over the years that they're given those kids tickets because they want them fans years from now they're not just doing it because hey man we're a great organization we're going to give kids tickets they're trying to build that loyalty into the sport so when they're my age and your age and even brian's old age hey. that they, they <laughs> that they can charge them those hundred two hundred dollars a ticket i'm just telling you it's it it's business and i don't like f1 i just <clears throat> It's amazing to me because I'm like walking the streets of Vegas and I'm in my hotel room at two in the morning and I can hear the club over at the Bellagio and I can hear the bass, go, the bass going very faintly, doom, 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 in the middle of the yeah. night. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What did it sound like? Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> but, then, but then my point is like, what the hell is it going to sound like with F1 cars ripping down Las Vegas Boulevard? I mean – Oh yeah, that's the those, point. Those are some loud race cars. Yeah, that's the part that I'm infatuated with. Like I just can't fathom yeah. in that closed, confined space that I 
walk down that they're going to be race cars ripping up and down there at however miles an hour they go. That's all. But I'm not going to yeah. get into it with you. I like NASCAR. <laughs> I do. I I like NASCAR. We can sit here and talk about it all all day, every day. I disagree with their model and what they've done over the last 20 years. And therefore, well, you got to, and I agree with you. You got to remember, I'm from Wilkes County. I'm from North, you know, and thanks to Paul. And I give Paul, dude, as you know, Paul, I give you tons of credit on this. I, uh, he's brought me back into the fold. I mean, I, he, Paul has helped me rediscover what I love about. Paul is not going to bring me back to NASCAR. I can tell you that. Why is that? Because I'm not interested. Okay. Well, I got, I got two hours. To make a case tomorrow. Case I love it. I'm going to tell it. you what ain't going to happen. Well, and we do need to promote that one more time. Well, first off, dude, how do I talk Jonathan into going to the Las Vegas race on Sunday, dude? Uh, you you don't. You just buy a ticket and say, hey, we're going to go check out this cool thing in the desert real quick. And then you just show up at the racetrack. Yeah, that's just all you do. Just make sure you're driving. Buy the tickets, get an Uber, and just. Yeah, I'm do, just going to get an Uber. I'm not renting a car. In do the Vegas. Uber on your phone. Yeah. And he won't know where yeah. you're going. <laughs> hey man we're going to go get because you know we're getting tattoos also right oh jeez. yeah i'm getting a u2 tattoo at roms it, it sounds crisis. good that, that racetrack crisis. that racetrack out there in las vegas is like in the middle of nowhere and you can just tell them it's it's right across the street from from the runway at nellis air force base you're just going to go tell them hey the the thunderbirds are going to be taking off here in just a minute we're going to go out there and see that there you go. i love and it. then you're and then you're right there at the racetrack just walk in. I like Come on, John. Well, maybe that's what I'm trying to do. Story. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's what I'm going to try to do. Okay, uh, listen, Paul Whittington, you will hear him here on the Brian Hanks Show tomorrow as he and Jason Bryant will be uh, co-hosting in my absence. Yep. And then tomorrow night, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, Paul Whittington, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, Keith Spence, Jason Bryant live from Kenston High School. The uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show will be at 5, and then the kickoff for the game will be at 7 o'clock. Hey, uh, Paul, I appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll, we'll see We'll see you later today, Brian. Jason, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you in the morning, buddy. Hey, wait a minute. You, and we do get to see Levi, though, right? I mean, that's that's the selling yes. point here. Everybody gets to see Levi. <laughs> Very good. Don't worry. We'll see you later on today, dude. See you guys. There you go. Uh, want to uh, – I tell you what, before we uh, jump into Jason here, wow, that didn't sound right. Uh, let's thank uh, the title sponsor or the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show is UNC Lenore Healthcare. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology. You would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kenston. For all your healthcare needs, or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare, for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. And our big interview is... Sitting right across from me. Looking That's good, right, too, man. Thank you, buddy. You got a cold? I, I noticed uh, you <clears> seem like you're a little stuffed up, dude. No, I'm a little hoarse from Monday night. What was Monday night? The Braves game. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that we, before we even get into high school football. Uh, you were there. Uh, man, that atmosphere. Talk about that. We were talking about uh, uh, Paul being at the Hurricanes game last night, and yeah. I was listening to that on the way home. 
Dude, it did. Did you even? How often did you sit down in your seats in Atlanta not, on Monday night? Not very often. <laughs> but even, you know, that's that's the great thing about baseball, man. Baseball keeps you young. Mm-hmm. Baseball is one of the only games that in sport that can make a grown man turn into a child with the snap of your fingers. Yeah, and you see all these million dollar athletes that are locked into their craft, and then. The switch just turns and they act like they're Connor's age on a baseball field, and it's great. It's great. I mean, we were getting our butts whipped. No energy down for nothing. Um, no hitter into the sixth inning, and then it just it start. One thing happened. One one base hit happens, and then stolen base and or or line drive, and then the guy scores on the air. Now it's one nothing. Then a two run home run. Then another two run home run, and then the amazing play, and it just it it changes that quick. But I didn't think it could get any louder. Like it was so loud when Harris made the catch in center field. Mm-hmm. But then when Harper got doubled off, it was just kind of a continue. And, and what it, was he thinking there, it, by the way? And it went to a completely different. Yeah. I, I look, Bryce Harper's a gamer. He's one of the best in the business. You saw what he did last night. Um, he was on a mission, but I like the aggressiveness because they dominated that game and he went for it. Yeah. If he, if that ball was off the fence, he scores tie ball game. Uh, Castellanos at second, they got us and they probably win and they, and, and then they would have won last night and, and the series is over. So, I mean, I don't hate it. Yeah. If he was my guy, I wouldn't hate it because he was going to score. He had it in his mind. That ball went in the air. He was going to score. And, I mean, Philly's probably going to win tomorrow night. Um, what do you mean tonight? I mean, tonight. Yeah. Um, they're just – there's something about Philadelphia and postseason. They're built for postseason. Mm-hmm. Somebody – I got to look it up, and maybe you can help me with it later today, but they said Atlanta's never beat Philly in the postseason. Really? Yeah. And that bothers me. But I was listening to you all earlier. You know, the Dodgers are built for the long haul. I'm starting to think my Braves are, but that's fine. It's been a look. World Series are bust. I get it, but Connor and I and my family have had more fun watching baseball on a nightly basis. Watching the Braves this year with the run and all the historic things they did. You know, will it be a disappointment? Would I like to continue watching the Braves the next couple of weeks? Hell yeah, yeah. But if it's over tonight. It's all good, man. It's been a heck of a year. Well, it's kind of like the way Scott was with the Orioles. Yeah. I mean, this team, they were picked to win 72 games this year. They win, what, 101 or whatever in mm. the number one seed. And I can understand that, dude. I mean, hey, I'm a Nationals fan. Yeah. My team's sitting at home. Greg Clemens is a Yankees fan. But, His Yankees are sitting at home. You know I mean? But look at baseball with the exception of what, like, the Yankees did on their runs. Yeah. And – Let's give credit to the Astros. I mean, look at what they've done. I hate them, but I got to tip my hat. Look at what they're done. They're consistent. And my thing is, in sports, I'm a huge Duke basketball fan. Do I think? Do I get crazy and think Duke should or can win the national championship every year? Heck yeah, man. That's what we want. Yeah. But reality is, in four or five year cycles, you want to have a chance, right? Mm-hmm. And Baseball's no different, you know. Look at all the different World Series winners that have been the last five or six years. I mean, it's crazy, right? Going back to the Nationals, then the Astros and Dodgers and Braves. I mean, there's a different team winning the World Series every 
every five years, and I I just want to be relevant and and have a chance to get there. I like the underdog role. I don't like being the favorite. Yeah, but it's fun being the favorite sometimes. Well, I don't know if it is, man, because I'm telling you. It's a lot of stress, that's for sure. But, but I do think, I do think, and I'm not making excuses for the Braves because we've got a dynamic lineup that ju- is just not hitting in the got postseason. the best batting lineup yeah. in history. And they're much. just not hitting. But I think that's what I'm saying, the intensity of Philadelphia. Their pitchers aren't great. Yeah. On paper, they're not. But they have that knack for October, and you get a guy that's on like Zach Wheeler was the other night, and you just don't score. There's no energy. There's nothing. It's just, oh, one, two, it's three. It's so depressing me, though, that you've played 162 games, and then you hit the playoffs, and, you know, we've talked about it. We're not going to belabor the point because we talked no, about not. it in the first hour, but you get that. You, you've played every, you've played every day. You've got a day off. Yeah, what, you never week. get you never get more than a day off, and it's usually a travel day. Well, and I love what you said when you messaged us too, and I mentioned it here on the air about how the All Star break is. You know, it's three I mean, days, and, and look at how long terrible when it comes. Look at how back. long yeah. for that week and a half. It takes so long to get back in hey, your voice really in that is. groove. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm maturing. <laughs> no, it's but cool, I mean, dude. it's just. Well, I do want to say this, and you kind of mentioned it. Uh, you know, uh, Scott and I went to the Orioles uh, game one. And this is what I like, dude. Uh, we were sitting our row. We were talking about some diehards, man. I mean, uh, who had some some salty language, and uh, they, oh, but sure. they were but but what I loved was as the national anthem. I looked down, and there's a guy actually probably a couple years older than me, at least my age, a couple years. He's wiping tears out of his eyes. Yeah. I looked to the right of uh, Scott. There's a, a lady over there who's crying into He's her hands. Sobbing. That they are there witnessing their ball. They didn't think they would see their Orioles team in the playoffs again for a long time. Yep. And it was just, dude. There's so many emotions that go. Yeah. Like, I don't tear up or sob, but, like, I get the chills. Yeah. I get the – I get into it. And, and it's just different. It's the electricity, yeah. man. It's – well, like, it sounded loud. Like I said, we watched some of that uh, game the other night, and it just it seemed it was like the Hurricanes game last night. Okay, uh, a couple things before we get to high yep. school. I did want to give you a chance. We talked about Brian Bailey yeah. in the first hour, and uh, I don't know. Any, about it. I don't know anything else other than Brian Bailey. Brian, okay. Brian Norris, yeah. a great friend of ours. Love Brian, and Norris, Brian's yeah. fantastic at what he does, and and he'll be in in Bailey's category one day. Yeah. Um. But Bailey's been a staple here. Thirty nine yeah. years, dude. How old are you? Um. 46 i just turned 46 yeah um and you know he is he's everything and since i got into media and understand the contracts that that get done with like with talent just use ecu and 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 the different partners that ecu has over the years no matter no matter what he no matter what station was the official station of the ecu pirates yeah um Bailey still did his thing. Yeah. He was still at every ECU game. He yeah. was still doing his thing, and he is <clears> – <throat> yeah. that He is, that he one is hurts. ECU Athletics. I yeah. wish him the best. I saw him – where, where do we see him at? At a Wood Ducks thing. And, um, yeah. I mean, well, he, just, he, uh, he's really good, man. He's in a fight. He's yeah. in a battle. He's in a fight right now. And uh, yep. everything we can send from – I'm sure you speak for WRNS. Oh, absolutely. Says. I speak for my yep. show, but you speak for WRNS that yep. we are sending nothing but yep. good thoughts there. Real quick, ECU-SMU tonight. Before we get into high school football, who you got there? I think ECU will hang in the first half of the <coughs> electric atmosphere. I think SMU's just – I think SMU's really good. I think yeah. they eventually pull away. And I mean, I don't expect a 30-point 
blowout, but I mean, I would I would think it's a two touchdown game in my opinion. Well, uh, you know, we're we're bet on the bull dot com right now, and uh, that point spread has it's as I said earlier, it started at eleven, it moved up to thirteen, and right now, uh, as of yesterday morning, it was uh, twelve and a half. It's now or, heck, let me let me do another refresh here. I love I how you these, said it got down to eleven and a half. Yep, hold on. I'm, it was eleven and a half this morning. Let's see. But I mean, it I'm is not, still at eleven I'm not, and a half. Yeah, I'm not degrading ECU. I, yeah, I want them to be good. I just oh, absolutely. I think they're struggling. Um, I don't know why I didn't pick Rice on our picks the other week because <laughs> I knew that wasn't going. I don't know. It is well. We're all. You know what? There's nothing wrong with us being a little homery. Homery. A little uh, like Homer sometime. How yeah. about that? There you go. There it is. Okay, well, we got about 15 minutes here to talk high school football, and I know you're, you are going to go even more in-depth tomorrow when uh, you host the show. And just to remind everybody again, uh, you will be – you, will, for the first time in the history of the Brian Hank Show, you did it a couple of weeks ago where you did yep. an hour of it. You're going to have both hours of the Brian yep. Hank Show tomorrow. Are we rebranding it, the Jason Bryant Show for no, the day? No, 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 no. <laughs> I play. do have an interesting twist. So. Hit me, hit me. Tomorrow's Friday 13th. I'm Jason. Ah, I like it. I like it a lot, dude. Well, let's uh, let's talk about this. Uh, the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week tomorrow again. Paul Whittington, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith will be on the call. Uh, the the uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show will begin at 5. Uh, it'll go from 5 to 7. Kickoff will be at 7. We're, we're hitting some bad history things here with Kinston. Uh, Kinston's 3-5 and five overall. They're 1-3 in the conference. They've lost three games in a row. That is uh, the longest losing streak they've had since 2016. If they lose tomorrow, it would be the longest losing streak since 2014, uh, which would tie the longest losing streak that Diesel's had in his historic career there. And I say historic because I do not hesitate to say every time Diesel is the winningest coach in, yep. uh, in Lenora County history. I... What what's going? You know, and and I'm not asking you to violate any of the stuff you know because you do sort of have. I mean, people yeah. know if they know you. You sort of have an inside with Kenston High School uh, with all your connections over there. But what do you? Is it just you know? Diesel tried to prepare us before the season that listen, he's got a talented team, but it's a young team, and yeah, I think young. it's that youth that we're seeing, isn't it? I don't I don't really think there's anything there to talk about other than they're young because the talent's there. Yeah, it is, but I mean. You know, they they compete in spurts, and then they make bad mental errors or something freak will happen. They're just in a bad rut. I mean, it it goes like that. I mean, they, they turn the ball over. Um, you know, I was at the Southwest game, five turnovers lead to 35 points. Look at the final score of the game, yep. and that's a – they're within a score of being in that game. Without you were those at the Keenan five, game last week. Yeah, without those five turnovers, and – I mean, defensively, they're not very good up front. They can't stop the run. That doesn't bode well in that conference against the Duplin County and Oslo County schools. Um, so he's got some stuff to figure out. But give him, give him time. I mean, he'll prove himself. But I just think I think there's a problem with the um, the setup. And he had so many upperclassmen for so long. And then some of those – some of those that probably should be playing football right now have kind of disappeared and fallen out, and that's not a, any knock on him or anybody. It's just the way it happens. I mean, people lose interest. They they go other routes. Um, 
I think we're so spoiled. Let me say this. I think we're so spoiled by Kinston basketball. Okay. Talent is cyclical. I don't care who you are. I covered Lincolnton yeah. when I was coming up yep. uh, and Lincolnton had won, you know, several state championships and all this, but you know what? The talent ran out at Lincolnton high school and they had like three straight seasons of two win, one win, one win. Then they bounce back because the talent raised yep. its heads again, raised its head again. Hell Shelby has had, you know, have yep. had seasons where they're 500 and all that talent. I, again, I, and I'm not denigrating Kenson basketball at all. You and I, we love yeah. us some Kenson basketball, but we've been spoiled by Kenson basketball. And That's we right. see they've won 17 straight conference championships over at yeah. Kenston, you know, and we're spoiled by that. And we think, oh, well, if Kenson basketball can do that, well, then Kenson football should too. And Diesel's had nothing but success. He's never had a losing season at Kenston yeah. High School. But, but I guess what I'm saying is we're spoiled by Kenson basketball. When you see that year in, year out, we expect uh, football to be the same. Well, we're spoiled by football, too. I mean, they went to two state championship games within, what, five years? Yeah, 11 and 15, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, we're spoiled with that, too. But, I mean, <clears throat> the population here in this town decreasing. We're a 1A school, Jason Bryant. Stu student population going down, and it matters because pe people get tired of me saying this on, on the radio, but I, I stand by it. No different. There's talent at South Lenore. There's yeah. talent at North Lenore. Yeah. There's talent at Kinston. There's just not enough of them. Yeah. Like, the law of averages says that, I mean, look at these stupid. They probably are on the edge. They could be a 3A school. I mean. It's just, here's what disappoints me, and I am no fan of Duplin County. I mean, I like battle. You know, of course, we all love battle here in Kinston, Lenore County, but I'm no fan of, uh, of Duplin County. And I just, you look at the demographics of Duplin County. You look at the demographics of Lenore County, Jason, we are almost identical. Seriously. We have a very same population. I mean, within a couple thousand, we have the same kind of population. Uh, we have, uh, they have four high schools. We have three, but North Duplin's a small school, you know I mean? Uh, and actually East Duplin's mid-level, uh, to a, I, I don't even know if they would be two double A right now, but my point being, and I've said this to coach Smith, I've said it to anybody listen. It just, it hurts my heart that cause I am, I'm sold out. You are too. We love us some Kenston and Lenore County. I just want Lenore County to be. And when we went into this conference of the East central two, a, I thought, you know, Yes, they are, you know, East Central 2A, those Duplin County teams, even Southwest Onslow, they're light years ahead of us. But you know what? We're going to get closer to each other as we stay in this conference. Jason, we've done anything, but we yeah. are now, the way this season has gone, we are, I wouldn't say light years, but instead of getting closer to each other, we've grown apart. And well, I, that's what I don't understand, Jason. Well, here's the thing, in my opinion. Kids these days are different. They know that. But they have the same kids in Duplin County. no. I'm just, no, yeah. let me make my point. Make your point. When you go out there and you get your brains beat in, and the most demoralizing thing that can happen to you on a football field is for me to say, this is what I'm going to do, and you can't <laughs> stop me. I'm serious. Oh, no, I know. That's so, a, Jimmy Smith loves that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. I love about football. It's, it's man versus man. I'm better than you. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it till you stop me. And the thing is, when, when that gets repetitive and you keep – make no mistake about it. Kent, Kenson's first year in this conference, they had East Duplin beat at East Duplin. We, we were there. The we covered the game. So they were close. But then – They had Keenan beat. 
two all, years ago. All this losing. Yeah. There's something there's something missing with the way these kids are wired. Mm-hmm. Instead of wanting to double down, they walk away. Well, it's, it's just our tell- whole it's the whole transfer portal generation that we're in right yep. now, and it's so and easy kids, to they, walk away from exactly. things, Brian. And and that we just didn't do that when we were kids. And I'm not patting myself on the back or patting you on the back, but we were taught, you know. I mean, I remember, dude. I played for a one in twenty two team. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I did too. We didn't quit. I know you played for a win. Yeah. I played for in basketball. You played for a winless team in football. Did you quit? No. You know, you we were taught not to quit. You know, and but something something's happened, and it's a it's a deeper issue than athletics. You know, we we were talking with the uh, kids last night about at baseball practice about not quitting, coming over adversity. You know, and um, then me and my buddy were talking afterwards, and it was think about World War Two for a minute. Okay, those gentlemen, those gentlemen are s- sleeping. On on their boats at Pearl Harbor, they get punched in the mouth. Yep, they could have ran the other way, man. Yep, what they do? They put out their coffee and cigarettes, and they went to fighting. And they said, "We're gonna kick somebody's rear end." That was that generation. Yeah, not so sure that 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 it's like that anymore. I know, man, and it breaks my heart. Well, anyway, like I said, the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week tomorrow: Wallace Rose Hill at Kenston. Wallace Rose Hill is four and three overall. They're three and zero oh. in league play. Uh, Kenston three and five, one and three. Uh, the Vikings have never beat the Bulldogs, including last year's first round of the 2A state playoffs. I mentioned about Kenson being the longest losing streak they've had since 2016, and if they were to lose tomorrow, it would be the longest since 2014. The last time Kenson was two games under 500 was in that 2014 season. The last time the Vikings, if they lose tomorrow, they'll be three games under 500. Do you want to guess when the last time that happened? Had to be been 2 uh, They yeah. were 2-5 and five under Tony Edwards that year. Uh, the last time they had a five-game losing streak was also 2007. They lost seven games in a row that year, which is just impossible to even think about anymore. Uh, North Lenore is at James Keenan tomorrow night. North Lenore is one and six overall. They're two. They're zero and three in league play. James Keenan is five and two overall, two and one in the league. The Hawks are three and five all time against the Tigers. How about that one? They better figure out how to stop the run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they lost last year, 51 to six, and they lost two years ago, 42 to 14. These teams have played, like I said, eight games uh, since uh, the series started in 1989. Last time uh, North Nor won was 54 to 38 over Keenan in 2003. Uh, South Lenore is at East Duplin, and you know we had Jimmy Smith on here. Yep. This is the this is the one that makes me sad. South Lenore is one and seven overall. They're 0 and four in the conference. East Duplin is seven and 0 and three and 0. We got to see them last week, and man, you talk about good. That is a well-oiled machine. The Panthers have won 30 straight times over Northland or over South Lenore, dating back to 1985. And who was the head coach in 1985? Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith beat uh, East Duplin. It was the last time South Lenore beat East Duplin, 10-8 in 1985. East Duplin leads the overall series 34-17. East Duplin won last year's matchup between the teams 77-20. to that was the most combined points in the series history with 97. It was the second most points for East Duplin in the series. 78 is the highest. It was the fourth largest margin of victory. Here's a stat for you, dude, that I thought was interesting. Uh, well, did you know South Lenore was 17-4 and four against East Duplin after the 1985 game? They had beat East Duplin 17 of 21 times. 
leading up to mm-hmm. 1985, and of course now they've won 30 in a row. East Stupland has, and they lead 34 to 17. Uh, but there have been 14 coaches at South Lenore. How many of those coaches do you think have beat East Stupland? 14 total coaches. 14 total coaches in the history of uh, South Lenore. Probably three. Man, I wish I had my applause button ready. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Thomas Salter, Linwood Hartzell, and Jimmy Smith. Those are the only three coaches of the 14. Dude, good call So there, if you man. want a statue at South Lenore, B.D. Stupin one <laughs> There you go. Uh, also tomorrow night, uh, Lasker uh, or Northeast Academy from Lasker. Three and four overall. They travel to Bethel. Uh, Bethel is 0-3 oh overall. Green Central and West Craven play each other uh, tomorrow night. Green Central is four and four overall. They're three and one in the conference. West Craven is four and three overall. They're three and zero oh in league play. You want to get? Did you hear me talking to uh, Jay did. the other day? What do you think uh, Green Central's record is all time against West Craven? If you were to guess, um, they've played each other eighteen times. What do you think their record is? Nine and nine. Oh, and 18 Are they really? green central has never beat West Craven in the history of their rivalry, which began in 1985, including last year's 21 to 14 loss in snow Hill that snapped green central's eight. No start Aiden Grifton, uh, which we all got that wrong last week or no, I think somebody got that right. Uh, Aiden Grifton in North pit last week. Uh, but Aiden Griffin riding a four-game losing streak. They're three and five overall. They're zero and four in the conference. They're at Southwest Edge come tomorrow. Who's five and two, three and zero. Oh. Uh, and like I said, Aiden Griffin's lost four in a row. Man, Jones Senior, my heart is broken, man. I really thought they were, you know, zero and six last week, taking on an zero and six. Greg or Greg uh, Clemens's uh, alma mater, yeah. East Carteret, and I was predicting, man, it's going to be a fifty to forty-eight game. Oh, I heard it all. It was fifty-one to nothing. 51 to nothing that uh, Jones Senior lost to East Carteret last week. They have, the Trojans have now been outscored 357 to 22 this year, dude. And now they're taking on a Northside Pinetown team that's 5 and 2 overall, 2 and 0 oh in league play. Mm. Yeah, it's bad. At Parrot Academy is off. They'll be back <coughs> on October 20th when they host Wayne Christian. So that'll wrap it up. Uh, before we get into the birthday game here, you are going to be sitting in this chair tomorrow, dude. What you will not hear is a stat rundown like that tomorrow. I can assure you. Well, that that's what I do. That's I know. What I do. I'm a geek, and you're good dude. at. It. I can't do it. Well. Um, but we're going to uh, we're going to talk to Diesel in the eight o'clock hour. Um, try to get some other guests. Not sure which which way I want. Well, you'll go. have Paul both hours yeah. tomorrow too. Um, but Paul and I will talk everything. We'll talk about these games tomorrow. Um, hopefully, we talk about a Braves win and that going back to Game Five in Atlanta on Saturday. So we'll see where it goes. Talk a little college football. Talk a little um, uh, NASCAR. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not talking NASCAR. I know, I know. I'm not going to do it. It's now. all good. Hey, we're up against it. Thank you so Thank much. You. Have fun tomorrow. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to hear the replay of it, okay? Absolutely. This is. Uh, let's get John and Jonathan here. The last birthday game until next Wednesday. It is Thursday, October the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Guess what today is, gentlemen, as I speak to John Dawson, Jonathan Massey here on the Just before you game. get into it, the FCC has handed down a ruling that says <laughs> you cannot talk about that show anymore. It's you 2 e Remember when, he, when Bono said, am I bugging you? I didn't mean to bug you. <laughs> well, I did mean to You're bug you. You're bugging them. When you 2 is tired of you, when Bono is tired of you talking about Bono. Is that possible? I don't think that's possible. I don't either. I think they had to put it in the sphere to hold his ego in there. I'm I just probably saying. agree with that. But, uh, man, this is it, man. This is our. Here we are in the final moments of uh, today's show here on October 12th. Uh, pretty much, uh, let's see. What do we, we need to give everybody our agenda, Jonathan. Let's see. We're going, right, to the, we're going to the ECU tailgate. Yeah. 
We're not going to go. This is this is not a rerun, people. Just so you know. <laughs> well, no, this is the day before. This is uh, you two. You've already Eve. given your agenda. Yeah. Uh, no, we have. Yes, we you have. Did we? Last week. No, uh, we haven't given the. You've full told them what. You've told them when you're leaving. You've told them what kind of toothpaste you're going to use. You've told them what you're going to do when you get there. Okay. You've told them what your tattoo's going to be. You've told them what you're going to eat. Um, I think you've pretty much covered it. You know? Yeah, we kind of have. We kind of have. There's no untruth there. Well, no, I was sitting there going, I, no, I, <laughs> no, we did that. Yeah, well, yeah, we talked about what we were going to eat. Because you're taking us to a steak restaurant on yep. Saturday. Ooh. Already covered it. <laughs> well, maybe somebody wasn't listening to that show that day, okay? They may have gone just to a you know, coma. I've, I've looked at the menu for the restaurant. The sides are for the table, not individual. <laughs> oh, okay, good. They're, they're oh, just big ones. Yeah, because I made that mistake when uh, Summer and I went on our honeymoon. We went to a steakhouse, and we both got two sides. <laughs> and they're like $20 a piece, the uh -huh. sides. My bill was like $430. Oh, my God. I've never spent that much for a meal. Have you? Uh, when no. I was with Gratuity. Oh, well, that, well, oh, that, well, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. My wow. steak was 160 180 For a steak, for a six, piece of meat. Six-ounce Japanese Wagyu. Yeah. That thing better massage my feet when it gets through <laughs> when it, when they bring it to the table, okay? That's just I don't know for if starters. I'd want to eat it. Yeah, exactly. I don't I know. I don't know if I'd want to eat it after it massaged my feet, but <laughs> Brian, uh, you're making people trying to eat breakfast depending yeah. on what time of the day you're playing I this. Know. Well, listen, I've done it as a, <laughs> there you go. Well, I have said this a couple of times during the show today, but I do want to remind folks, uh, there's going to be the first episode of the Brian Hanks show not hosted by Brian Hanks. Jason Bryant is hosting tomorrow's edition of the Brian Hanks show. Uh -huh. And also the game tonight. There's a uh, Wallace Rose Hill is at Kinston tonight, and I will not be on the call. Or I'm, I'm sorry, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Friday the 13th. And uh, Paul Whittington and uh, Barry Stallings will be calling that game tomorrow. So, so they're all going to carry on with the game even though you're not there. Yeah. We've had this conflict before because you had to go call a game. Well, we did this so far in advance, though. You know, so it goes, you know, Jonathan and I, we've been knowing we're going to U2 for, what, three months, months now? Seems least. like nine years, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. But uh, so uh, they're going to have a game call tomorrow. The, there's going to be a Brian Hay I got to ask you, you know, because I keep up with episode numbers and all that. Since I am not doing it, though, I don't think I'm going to call it an official episode. No, this what is like mean? when Letterman was out with the shingles and they had a guest host. Okay, very good. But, uh, hey, you won yesterday's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you won yesterday's uh birthday game over there john dawson and you're up five days to three you lead 26 to 14 in birthdays Let's just call it now no, are, no. Are you okay? talk about the show some more john you look a little dyspeptic are you okay yeah why i think he's gonna miss us that's what it is i think he's feeling i think you're gonna miss us aren't you because we're not back on the air until next Wednesday. I do like Wednesday. doing this. Yeah. yeah. We're not on the air again until next Wednesday, the three of us. I mean, uh, like I said, there is a show tomorrow. Then you'll get... We, just, uh, we covered all that. <laughs> then you'll get VSIN programming on Monday and Tuesday. We've not said that, but... Okay, that's new content. Yeah, that is new content. Yeah. But uh, tell us about uh, the birth... Uh, tell us about GoEco Office Automation, the title sponsor of the birthday game. Uh, Jacques Pasilek down at GoEco sponsors this segment, and... Uh, you know, some people want to go out to Vegas to hit it big and be successful. That's a long shot. But if you want a sure bet, you go see Jacques Pasilek down at GoEco. He's got the office automation and the know-how to take you over the rainbow, over the sphere, as it were. You'll be looking down on YouTube. Wow. 
on the stack of money that you make if you go visit Jacques Passelec. Back to you, Brian. I love it. And uh, Some people wanna... haven't found what they're looking for. Jacques Passelec has it. If you're out there stuck where the streets have no name, you go see Jacques Passelec. That's right. He'll lead you to the Atomic City. I love it. Hey, not bad. Yeah, those are all pretty good. How do He'll we have you right. He'll be bathing in silver and gold by the time it's over. I love it. You won't feel like an acrobat. B-side. Do what? You won't feel like an acrobat. Now that made no sense. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> Jonathan, if you want to get hold, he's not wrong. Well, if you want to get hold of Jacques, how do you do it? <laughs> well, when I when I want to get a hold of Jacques, uh, I want to run. You're supposed to continue to leave. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's 252. 252. 286. 286. 53. 53. 53. 54. 54. 54. Or you can visit his website at goeco.com. What is goeco.com? And if you're so inclined, bucklesberry.com. That's right. I like it. I like it a whole See, lot. See, a hack would have stuck with the greatest hits, but I threw in a new track that's not even on an album yet and a B-side. Tell me I'm not a U2 fan. You are a U2 you fan. You and your sphere. Yeah, sphere. I've been trying to, because in my head I have to say fear and then put an S in Just front of it. Just think hemisphere. Dear God. Okay, he's the lead singer of this band. <laughs> I saw this band in concert. It's the loudest concert I've ever been to in my life. Tesla. I actually like Tesla. I do too. Like Te Obviously, I love Tesla, but uh, it's a good song. What You Give. All right, play Little Susie. Let's go. What? It's on the greatest hits. You don't even have to look I for I see it. It's right there. Hold on. Let me at least get to the, co the chorus of this. is awesome. To ever feel this way. I love you so much. I think I'm going insane. Crazy. Out of my mind. I'm going crazy. I'm going to let him sing it. God, goosebumps! Tell them that you need to get that check. All right, play Little Susie. <laughs> I love this. I sat song. through that. Okay, that's because it, it's a good song. This is Little Susie by Tesla, lead singer. Oh, wow. one of the guys' name is Tommy Skiach. He's a guitar player. Oh my God, did I stump you? Skiach is the only name I know. Jeff Keith. There you go. Lead singer of Tesla, Jeff Keith. My buddy Diane Heath, if, she's, if you want to tag her on this, we both liked Tesla in high school when nobody knew who they were. I love it. I actually picked up a used co a CD of their first album about two weeks ago because I didn't. I used to have it on cassette. Yeah. But I uh, love that album. Speaking of cassette, I you directed me to something, Electric Forgiveness. Yeah, that project, the, <laughs> the label in uh, Chapel Hill that's helping us put that out. The guy's actually helping me pay for stuff, so I'll, it's broken sound tapes. But they're doing a cassette version of it. Apparently, cassettes are a thing again with a certain group of people. And cassette week is next week, so that's what we're release, releasing it that week because he's doing a cassette version also. There's a green one and a purple one. You know, I gave you my last cassette player, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had a cassette player until, what, eight years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I love this. And each cassette comes with a signed insert. A band member has signed each insert. That is awesome. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. Do we do Jonathan and I get one for free since we're your partners in crime? You don't have cassette players. That is true. Do you have a good? I, You're in that 15-minute video. This looks like a trailer for the album. I can't wait to see it. I mean, it's just oh, I quick know. in there, but yeah. Yeah, that's how I am. 
So uh, anyway, uh, Jonathan Massey, do you have a cassette player? Yeah. Do you? Uh, oh. <laughs> Why are cassettes making a comeback? I thought that was like I don't like know, the, man. I, I mean, I've still got cassette players that work because I'll still find something I did on a cassette a thousand years ago that I want to save. Or I found a tape of me teaching my little sister how to talk when she was like a year old, so I'm trying to transfer all that. Oh, you know. man. That's awesome. Little great. Susie's on the up. All right. Anyway, whose guess is it? Yours. That's a, yeah, this is our first one. Uh, Jeff Keith of Tesla. 60. You say 60. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 61. He was born October the 12th in the year of the Lord, 1958. So he is 65 today. Wow. So Jonathan Massey, you get that one. You take a one to nothing lead. Here's our second musical hint. Give me a second. Their first hit on MTV was Modern Day Cowboy. It was, they got lumped in with the hair bands, but they really weren't. They just kind of looked normal and wore jeans and T-shirts. Oh, I liked them. I, I wonder if were. Nikolai's family gets royalties. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a big thing on their album about how Tesla got ripped off. They're really into Tesla. Nikolai Tesla. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this would uh, be Sam and Dave. It is Sam and Dave. So he's one half of this band. Is Sam this? Porter or Dave, uh, the other guy? Uh, Sam Moore. Sam Moore and Dave. <laughs> I don't know Dave's name. Porter. He's not important in the context of today's show. You shut your hooker mouth. <laughs> I know. Uh, he's also a man, man. He's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and like four other Halls of Fame. He should Sam be in Moore. every one of them. Yeah. Song? Soul Man. Year? It's 1960. Oh, boy. Seven. Is it seven? They can't hear it on the radio. 1967. There you go. I think uh, Isaac Hayes co-wrote this with him, I believe. Dude, your knowledge... Your knowledge of music is just—it's almost—it's intimidating. He—he mm. he was also at that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the big Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert, and he did his set with Bruce Springsteen, and he wore a shirt that said "Sam, I am." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, well, Sam Moore, Jonathan Massey, how old is he today? Eighty-three. You say eighty-three. What do you say, John Dawson? Man, 83 is what I was going to say. 84. He was born October the 12th in the year of the Lord, 1935. So he's 88 today. So, uh, what, when this came out, he was 32 when this came and out. And their backup band is Booker T and the MGs. This was the Stax label, and Booker T and the MGs were the band for all the acts. Well, how about that? Well, you lead two to nothing there, John Dawson. Mm -hmm. uh, let's, uh, let's continue here. Uh, he's the kid who played Scotty Smalls in the Sandlot. It's... I have no idea. Is he you in know the talk show now with the women? He might be. I don't think so, though. And he's an actor still. Yeah, he's still an actor. Tom Guiry, G-U-I-R-Y, is that how you say it? Well, here was the interesting nugget that pushed him over the top for me to include him. You're smiling. Do you know what I'm getting ready to say? Huh. Oh, he was arrested in 2013 for headbutting a cop in an airport after he was being after he was told he was too drunk to board a flight. Wow! <laughs> and he headbutted a. That is my goal for Jonathan Massey tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> Maybe on the way back, but certainly not on the oh, way no, there. Yeah, you're right. On the way back, yeah, when we don't want to come back. Should, have we told people that we're flying Delta there? He's just there joking there, Sheriff Rogers. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I work for him. Don't there I? you go. Yeah, I figured you'd catch up. Yeah, there you he go. He is. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
But uh, if we told you, you know, we're flying first class out there and then we're flying southwest. I swear to God, this, this, is, this is what they were doing to John McCain to get him to talk at this point. <laughs> Love it. Tom Gowry, who was Scotty Smalls in The Sandlot. Did you ever see The Sandlot? Maybe once I never 30 years ago. Yeah. Bonus points if the cop yelled, you're killing me, Smalls, when he got headbutted. That would be... Wait a minute. That was worthy. I... I 54. You say 54? What do you say, Jonathan Massey? When did the Sandlot come out? In the 90s? Early 90s? Oh, I can, may I? Am I allowed to answer that for him? I th just, I think I've, good, I think I made a horrible <laughs> Hold on, uh, the Sandlot release date. April 7th, 1993. So, dude, look at you. A little over 30 years ago, yes. I'm going to say 44. He was born October the 12th, 1981. He's only 42. Okay. So you thought a kid? I was thinking about Stand by Me. I wasn't thinking about Sand a lot. Okay, so I was gonna say. So I just told you, Brian. I explained it. <laughs> I let it go. Gonna, no, I can't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with you. <laughs> so you? I said, edit this. I thought you, you were talking about Stand by Me, years which old was a Stephen a King movie in the '80s. <laughs> That's what I was. I mistook it for a different movie from a different decade. Is mistook a word? Annals. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay, it's two sphere. to one. It goes to <laughs> Sphere. See, I'm doing. Am I not doing it right now? Because I'm thinking you're, no, fear, you're and it. I'm putting an S in front you're of it. You're doing it right Sphere. Now. Sphere. Sphere. You just, what was the first thing you said? Sphere. Sphere. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that. Okay, Sphere. We're bringing you back some goodies. What would you like for us? We haven't asked you this. What would you like us to bring you back? For us to quit talking about it? No. What, <laughs> what do you want? What merch do you want from this? Because we're bringing you something back, John Dawson. A bag of money. I'll be honest. If I can, if I can make that happen, one hundred percent. Five would. bucks to put on. How, what do you have to bet on roulette? What's the minimum bet on roulette? You can do as little as a dollar. I'll give you five bucks to put on a roulette for me. I don't know. On what? Put it on black or red? Not black. Yeah, that's okay. what I say. Always, always, always bet, on, bet black. on black. Yep, I like it. Okay, two to one, and it goes to you, Jonathan Massey. Uh, he's Wolverine. It's Hugh Jackman. Who I love the whole Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds thing that they allegedly don't like each other and they're always taking shots at each other. It's, it's hilarious. It's actually very, very funny. Yeah. Saw Ryan Reynolds in a movie the other night uh, with, uh, oh my gosh. Tom DeLuise? Huh? Samuel L. Jackson. No, it wasn't Samuel L. Jackson. God bless America. Safe House. Did you ever see that? Never saw it. Him and Denzel Washington. And it was a pretty good movie. I, and it, but he does not play anything like you. I mean, he's not funny. He's not, you know, his usual comical self. He's a CIA agent that, uh, I mean, it's very action-packed. Denzel, who, by the way, Denzel's just the greatest actor of our time, in my opinion. If he's not, he's definitely in the top three. But it was a really good movie. But anyway, that's not who we're talking about. We're talking about Hugh Jackman. Today is Hugh Jackman's birthday. How old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? 59. You say 59. What do you say, John Dawson? 60. He was born October the 12th, 1968. He's only 55. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh. He just, he strikes me as one of those guys that's just deceptively old. Because he doesn't look, you yeah. know. Sideburns. Okay, uh, we're going to have to build up to this one here because his part doesn't appear until a little bit later in it. But I had to end today's uh, 
birthday game with we won't get to hear this song but uh it's a dead person okay he's an italian tenor who once sang this song with you two it's placido domingo oh the 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 guy with the beard um i can't think of his name Luciano Pavarotti. Pavarotti. Luciano Pavarotti died in 2007, but this is Miss Sarajevo. It's a good song. It really is a good song. It's about uh, what in uh, Yugoslavia they were having a beauty pageant after the city had been bombed out. Video is really good, but uh, you get it's a little bit into this, and we'll 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 interrupt. I'll interrupt you when uh, Pavarotti starts singing. Okay. It's like a nine-minute song. No, it's only, uh, well, it's 4.30. It's not that long a song. Uh, why are both of y'all grinning like sheepdogs? I just know you usually have an aversion to long songs, but with you too, it's okay. It's different, yeah. yeah. Right. Jump. Wait a minute. Here she comes. Love this song, man. Uh, Actually, this isn't even you too. It's The Passengers with Brian Eno mm-hmm. and Luciano Pavarotti. So uh, there you go. Uh, you get to go first. It's tied. Wait a minute. Who got Hugh Jackman? Oh, my God. It's tied up two to two, which already means he's going to win because you win the four to one once he wins the three to two. But we'll see. We'll see if you can represent yourself well here, uh, John Dawson. Uh, how old would Luciano Pavarotti be if he were alive today? He died in 2007, 16 years ago. 85. You say 85. Jonathan Massey. 86. <laughs> he was born October 12th, 1935, the exact same day as Sam Moore. See, I kind of split it up instead of having a back-to-back there together. You're you a know? peach. I am a peach, but you win again. Three to two, Jonathan Massey. It's now, uh, what, five days to four here in, uh, in October. We've got to get to the part here. Have to, yeah, we do. I want people to hear. Here it is. It's like you're driving late at night and you got this cool U2 song playing on the rock station, and you're starting to get out of distance, and the NPR classical station is starting to interrupt the U2 song. Yeah, yeah. I don't, any, anytime you talk about... Hey, hey, you're talking over Pavarotti here. Oh, I don't dude, care. really? Um, driving out in the middle of nowhere at night, nothing will ever creep me out as much as that. Well, Man, come on. <laughs> hey, this is a good story. I will embarrass you in Vegas. <laughs> There's people going to turn the station if they hear too much classical music. Okay. Go ahead, say it again. Turn it nope. down. Nope, I'm done. Not talking anymore. Now he's pulling a John Dawson. Well... <laughs> we were driving. We went to see you in Raleigh. Oh, I thought you were going to do the we- us driving through the mountains of West Virginia. No, 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 no. no. It oh, was okay. he and I driving. Oh, Take okay. three. Try one more time. So John and I are coming back from seeing uh, Brian up in Raleigh. And I, what possessed us to start listening to like a Ted Bundy or? I just thought it would be interesting in the middle of the night. Oh no, it was yeah. it was interesting. Until we didn't know where we were anymore. <laughs> and, and there's no cell signal either. Yeah. The comedian I love, Tim Wilson. Yeah. One of the top ten comedians ever, and I'll fight anybody that says otherwise. Let's go. 
Come on, chump. <laughs> but he was on Bob and Tom's pod, Chick McGee's podcast. He wrote a book about Ted Bundy, whereas he found evidence that linked Ted Bundy to two unsolved murders in his hometown in Georgia. Wow. Like legit evidence. And so he's talking about the bite marks and how he beat somebody to death with a carjack. And we're in the middle of undershirt Boogerville somewhere. Oh, and also I forgot we were uh, about to run out of gas. <laughs> oh my Could God. not find a highway uh, or a house light for that matter. <laughs> or or a cell signal. Or moonlight, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So what ended up happening? We eventually I eventually got to a highway and got some gas, but it was wow. I, I was gonna throw him out to the wolves if it came to it. Oh that's awesome. What? <laughs> I know. Anyway, hey, that wraps it up. That's our last birthday game for almost a week we'll be back next wednesday on wednesday october the 18th have fun with uh, jason and paul tomorrow here on the show have fun with uh paul and uh all the guys over at the football game tomorrow jonathan you ready you packed you ready ready to rock and roller i love it i love it you're gonna miss us john Nothing says rock and roll like Pavarotti, Brian. I'm telling you. Hey, have a great, <laughs> great Thursday. Uh, have a, uh, If today's your birthday, have a great birthday. Have a great day. Well, the three of us will be back next Wednesday here on uh, the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, don't forget that tomorrow, he's still sitting across from me in his yep. lovely self. Jason Bryant will be hosting the show tomorrow. With uh, Paul Whittington. Who, who you got for us here tomorrow? I know that Diesel's going to join us in the 8 o'clock. Well, almost at the end of the show, towards the 9 o'clock hour. Okay. Um. So, yeah, we'll talk senior night and see what he's got going on. We'll talk some ECU football. Um, I no, hope you're talking about a win tomorrow, okay? I hope so, too. Um, I hope I'm talking about a Braves win tomorrow. <laughs> if not, it'll be a lot of, yeah. <laughs> we don't want the depressed Jason no, Bryant tomorrow. No. We want the happy and ecstatic Attaboy. Jason Bryant tomorrow. Yeah, but we'll be fine. We'll have fun. Um, we'll do some funny stuff. Maybe I'll quiz Paul, see how smart Paul is. Well, let me tell you, Richard, I don't know if he's listening right now, but have you ever seen, well, I'm talking about Richard Clark, our Tuesday guest, have you ever seen what they do with Charles Barkley uh, at the beginning of the season? They'll give him 20, or I think it's 10 players that are in the NBA who made rosters, and he tries to guess what team they're on. That's funny. I'm going to do that with Richard. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Richard, I mean, who is, you know this, you listen to him, I mean, is the most knowledgeable oh, yeah. NBA guy that I know. I can't wait to see how well he does uh, sort of in that Charles yep. Barkley thing there, too. Yep. Well, listen, uh, again, uh, don't forget tomorrow that uh, we have uh, Jason Bryant will be doing the show tomorrow. Paul Whittington, who were, ironically, our two guests here on today's show, too. Uh, tomorrow night's going to be fun. I, I Now, I, I'm a little bit worried, okay? You know, you, you're familiar with Wally Pip, right? Mm -hmm. Remember Lou Gehrig stepped in for mm -hmm. Wally Pip, and then he played like 2,000 straight games. Yeah. I'm not going to lose my football gig now, am I? See, no. I feel pretty good about the show. I mean, yeah. but, but let me tell you something. Paul Whittington is better at play-by-play play than I am, okay? Why do you think I'm not <laughs> on the sidelines anymore? Well. I mean, that's the true story, guys. Well, I just, like I said, Paul Whittington, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie, dude. I, I'm a little bit nervous because uh, Paul is pretty damn good at I'll tell you uh, what I'll college do. football. Okay. It all lies at the feet of Jimmy Smith. Okay. Oh. If I call Jimmy and say. Take a dive. And not, not, <laughs> no, if I call Jimmy and say, all right, tell me what you 
Paul and Hanks, which one? Ooh. Coach Smith is listening right now. <laughs> Coach Smith. I, w- I would. Do- please, please, Coach Smith, I, choose me. I would never do that to you. Well, listen, uh, again, thank you to you, Jason. Thank uh, you for both. coming in here in the second hour. Paul Whittington in our first hour again. You'll hear both of them tomorrow. Ryan Diesel Giesman here on the show. Have a great, great Thursday. Uh, I'll be back on Wednesday. Don't forget, no shows on Monday and Tuesday. I'll see you on Wednesday of next week on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.